now it's Just Plane Radio. Yeah. The show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. I can fly. Take me to the Brought to you by JustPlaneRadio.com. It's your lucky day. Your aviation resource on the information super skyway. You got a plane. Call Just Plane Radio toll free now at 888-884-2FLY. And the sky's the limit. That's 888-884-2359. Sir, I'd like you to take the helm, please. I'd be glad to. Greg, your co-pilot, that's me, along with Captain Dennis. We are your crew for Just Plane Radio, the show devoted to the aviation lifestyle and learning to fly. All right, so uh, a lot of stuff happening in the news right now. April 8th, we have a major eclipse uh, coming across the the country, and, you know, through Texas, upwards through Lake Erie, Detroit, uh, Michigan, uh, even up through Buffalo, you know, that day for, it's going to be, uh, I don't know, the eclipse is going to last an hour or two or something. It's It's a pretty big deal. Like once in a lifetime type of eclipse. Have you made any plans to to do this? Unfortunately, the timing sucks because it's the day before sun and fun in Lakeland, Florida. But what do you think, Dennis? Are you going to try it? Or what? Because it's the day before sun and fun in Lakeland, Florida. No, because you know where we have to be. Oh, that's right. You got to load in a RV. So yeah, I so I can't even go visit my parents in uh, you know in Austin, Texas area, and go see it at their house or something. Right. Because. Yeah, I don't want to risk missing the start of sun and fun by, you know, getting stuck behind weather or something, trying to fly eight hours back to Florida. Well, I tell you, you know, it's a Monday. It's the Monday before sun and fun starts on Tuesday. Tuesday. So you could get moved in on Sunday, uh, get your plane uh, there as well, maybe fly over into the path of the uh, uh, eclipse on Monday and go take a gander and then come back right away. Nah, too much. Yeah, a little bit much. I think seeing seeing the uh, eclipse from an airplane would be pretty awesome. You know, Delta actually did a special uh, flight for the eclipse, and that's sold out. But they, uh, I don't know, it's a big old like three twenty or something they put out. Or yeah, it's an air, it's a regular airline. You know, air well, it was Airbus two twenty that they're using. I think yeah, the, the smaller one. They said they were gonna yeah. they were they were gonna use a plane that had bigger windows, so you could literally follow. The eclipse from like Austin, Texas, and then land in Detroit, and they're going to time it, you know, smack dab in the middle of uh, when this is coming across the U.S. And I was like, wow, that would be pretty cool. And uh, you know, of course, it's sold out already. So probably probably sold out in minutes. If it, uh, you know, as soon as they announced it, but uh, supposedly they're they're using a plane that has a little bit bigger windows than the typical airliner or something, so you can see the eclipse from. The window of the aircraft, which would be pretty awesome, I think. But then I thought, well, wait a minute. You know, how many uh, private pilots are going to be out there doing this? I think there's going to be quite a few. Would you agree? I would agree. Because uh, the last couple of, that we've had, uh, people have been out and FBOs have made special arrangements for them to be able to come out and stage the airplane ahead of time and then take off and go fly into the eclipse and back and well, yeah, in, in that moment of convergence when the moon totally blocks the sun, does that count as night flying? Well, that I was going to ask you the same thing. I wondered, do we have to have our nav lights on? Because, you I know, one hour so. before to one hour after in the logging sunset. and <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I, I don't know how you, how you log that, but I would think technically you could probably count some of that as nighttime flying, couldn't you? I mean, well, they say... Yeah, but- but the regs say nighttime is, you know, that that time you can log it a half hour after sunset. And 
So, so if the whole eclipse is only an hour, technically, are you able to log any of it? Well, I mean, if you like do like three touch and goes during the actual eclipse time, I'm wondering if I think technically you could probably uh, try to make that point or try to sell that to the FAA and say, hey, it was a total eclipse. And uh, I did my nighttime touch and goes during that hour. What, what say you? Like, get out of here, bozo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty know. much. Yeah, maybe. But, uh, but uh, you know, it is weird. Supposedly, I was doing some reading on what to expect if you're watching the eclipse, you know, from the ground. I, and it does freak out all the animals. Like, as soon as it goes to a full eclipse, you start hearing crickets like it's nighttime and everything. Have you seen this? I mean, I've never no. done it, but... <laughs> I it, it fools the animals into thinking that it's nighttime, and so they, you know, all the nighttime, you know, insects and critters come out a little bit, or you know, make their rounds like they think it's night. And so, so all the, all the nocturnal out. animals are out in the middle of the day. And well, all of the, uh, I, I don't know if they all come out. They mentioned the crit- uh, crickets in particular, and like bees generally go back to their hive at night, so they have a tendency to go back to their hive. And so says, the owls are going to come out and have a field day eating all of the uh, daytime critters. I, I have no idea. Hey, vampires might be a problem. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> hey, maybe the vampires can actually come out and for a happy hour for once. Yeah, but I, I do wonder. Uh, you know, for sun and fun, we were talking to Gene last week about this on the show. That you know, when the event starts Tuesday uh, in Lakeland, if a lot of people are going to do a kind of little of a eclipse thing on Monday on their way to sun and fun or something. I mean, the timing is not bad for that. If you're planning to come in on uh, Monday, maybe do a little, uh, you know, roundabout type of viewing for for the eclipse and then come into Lakeland. And Well, depending uh, on where you're coming from, it might not even be roundabout. I mean, if you're coming in anywhere on the west side of that, um, the the track of totality there, you're going to go right through it. So just time your takeoff. Yeah, and and it's right around midday. It's like I think the window is going to be from like uh, noon to 4 p.m., uh, you know, depending on where you are in the country around, you know, right in the middle of the day like that. So timing wise, uh, it is very conducive. And so if you haven't thought about that, do it and let us know how it works out for you. Meanwhile, I'll try to see if I can talk, uh, Dennis into getting his RV in early and seeing if we can orchestrate a little flight out on Monday. That would, that, that wouldn't be that far from Lakeland. We wouldn't have to fly very far, yeah. would we? Actually, we would because it's the uh, the path of the eclipse is coming up through the middle of Texas and then yeah. going up to Detroit. So you're talking mm. the central part of the country, oh, and it's yeah, it's right. going to be a good good six hours to kind of get to the fringe of that. I All think. All right, well, screw that idea. <laughs> that ain't going to work. Or for we us. need a faster jet. Any volunteers? Yeah. Well, they <laughs> got to bring uh, the vision jets in. So maybe there we'll we call go. Up our uh, buddy at Cirrus, and hey. We got an idea for you. I, I bet everybody's already, you know, thought all about this. But you know, the timing is going to be interesting. And you know, if you if you're you know in that part of the country where you can take advantage of it, I I think you should. I mean, I you know, it's, it kind of blows. I, I was hoping to do uh, see the eclipse, but you know, it was too close to sun and fun. So priorities got to go to sun and fun. That's more important at this point. So there you go. Now you know it's April eighth. Is the eclipse of when it's happening? Plan accordingly. April 9th, we'll see you in Lakeland at Sun and Fun, which is like the spring break of aviation and uh, guaranteed to be a good time. 50 year anniversary. And we covered all that stuff last week on the big show. If you missed it, just go back to justplainradio.com and 
click on the last week's show and catch up with the rest of the class. All right, so a couple other little tidbits, actually a bunch of things that we got to navigate through today is how you pack. You know, we're always looking to go lighter, smaller. You know, you have to be efficient, whether you're doing general aviation or commercial for that matter. I mean, what, the American just announced they're raising their check bag baggage rates another five bucks. I mean, the, you know, it's I think JetBlue just raised theirs as yeah. well. So you're always looking for ways to, you know, get around these problems by packing lighter or more compact. You know, those uh, space saver bags might be something where you suck the air out and you get your shirts to, you know, fit in the a tenth of the size without the air. That kind of you could go that crazy route. But uh, this guy that Dennis found online, he's using uh, some kind of what? How how big of a press? What is this? It's a 150-ton hydraulic press. It's the hydraulic press channel. If anybody's been ever surfing on YouTube and wound up down the rabbit hole, this guy has been crushing pretty much anything imaginable in his hydraulic press. All right. How many times can you fold paper? How thin can you make coins? Uh you know, what happens when you crush lithium batteries, all sorts of crazy things mm-hmm. this guy's done. And all right, he's so got obviously a lot of views. He has access to this press, and that's his whole thing. And he decided to put it to use to compact his luggage or his packing. And I saw the video. It was insane. You know, he pressed down to a little, uh, I don't know, about a five-inch diameter circle of a, t- of a shirt he was wearing and pants. Oh, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about this on the other side because this is insane. Is there some practicality there? We'll find out. Stay close. Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Do you have a message or product you need to share with the aviation world? Well, look no further than Just Plane Radio. Just like you, thousands of aviation enthusiasts are hearing this message. And we could be talking about you and your product or service as early as next Saturday. Remember, a terrible thing happens when you don't advertise. Nothing. Go to JustPlaneRadio.com. Send us an email and let us get to work to make your marketing message matter. Whether you're a flight student, an experienced pilot, or simply an aviation enthusiast, there is a place for you as a member of the Aircraft Owners and Pilots Association. Join AOPA to get the latest general aviation news, safety resources, and technical support you need to sharpen your skills and become a central part of the nation's vibrant general aviation community. Learn more about becoming a member at AOPA.org. That's AOPA.org. Imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive. Imagine taking friends and family snorkeling, surfing, skiing, shopping, and more to exotic destinations. Imagine attending business meetings in cities far away and still making it home at night. Or just imagine exploring the wild blue yonder. Quit dreaming about it and get to it. There has never been a better time to become a private pilot. And flight training professionals in Orlando will show you how. Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is your full-service flight school. A state-of-the-art flight simulator, a fleet of the latest Cessna aircraft, and a staff of full-time seasoned flight instructors are just a few of the many reasons Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is the place to start your aviation adventure. Call 407-896-0077. That's 407-896-0077. Or go to ftpros.com. That's ftpros.com. 
Airplane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. All right, guys, here we go. We got top seven answers on the board. Mid-flight, you'd hate to hear the pilot say, RJ. We're going to crash. We're going to crash. All right. Paul, we need this one, buddy. Yeah. This is your chance. Howdy, folks. This is your captain speaking. Sorry to inform you that I'm blank. Lost! Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Lost! This is Just Plane Radio. Gregor, co-pilot. That's me along. Captain Dennis, we're your crew navigating the latest aviation news and information and maybe sharing some tips that you may or may not be able to execute yourself. Maybe you don't have access to a 150-ton bench press or wait, whatever, a power press. Hydraulic press. Hydraulic press. press. There you go. And uh, can't crush your own you know, clothes. To fit in the suitcase but that's what this youtuber did and uh the video is pretty insane i, I kind of created but i was like well is there some practicality to this and then the more i watched the video i was like no but it's fun to watch you know it's kind of like a you know an accident you, you can't uh look away you have to kind of watch how this turns out but uh yeah he presses all his clothes into these like i don't know five six inch discs Maybe, you know, depending on how big it is, you know, he had a coat that was maybe a couple inches uh, deep, but, uh, you know, round pucks, giant pucks, and then he threw them into his suitcase, and, you know, he started with this massive pile of, of clothes, and and he fit, like, God knows how much uh, in into a carry-on, which was impressive, and I was like, wow, that is kind of cool, but then I'm like, wait a minute, how are you supposed to get them back, back to uh, wearable condition? Well, it's like those little uh, dinosaurs you get at the uh, dollar store. You know, you just add water and then they they swell back up to their original size. Well, do they or do? I, no, he, but, yeah, but. he didn't. Uh, I didn't see that at the end of the video. He just showed what he crushed them into. And then I'm like, wait a minute, are you 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 should be able to? The idea is like you got to be able to wear them after you crush them, right? Maybe not. You know, I mean, you know, I, I think he went off the rails when he started packing like his overnight kit, uh, the toothpaste and the gift that he was bringing with and kind of that stuff too. It was like, okay, yeah. this isn't practical anymore, but it was funny. And how, how it small was. can you get these things? Right. Well, like I said, those space saver bags, I flirted with those before. And, and then I was like, you know what? This is a but pain. How are you going to suck the air out in the other end? Cause you got to still repack for the flight home. Well, I mean, some of them have ways you can do that when you're on the road, but right. Exactly. You know, you're going to end up with tri- twice the volume, if not more, you know, once you've used the clothes and, you know, just the added hassle of being able to, you know, suck out all the air and put them in a bag. And I mean, it's a lot of extra work. Just throw them in the bag and check an extra one if you need the space, I guess. I think uh, just trying to, you know, pack more uh, lightly as far as the clothes that you pick, I think is the way to go there. But uh, I don't know. It's, or traveled only to warm climates where you need nothing more than you know a uh, a speedo, right? <laughs> and uh, a change of underwear, a bathing suit, and a t shirt, and that should do you. You know, and when Dennis and I are divers, and sometimes we go out on a boat for a week, and that's all. That's really all you need, uh, because yeah, they don't really care, you know. And uh, but look, you know, it's these are some of the things that we uh, waste our time on sometimes, and. 
the, uh, with the hope of maybe that they've broke through with a new idea that we can put to put to good use. But in this case, I, I think it was just pure uh, junk food for the brain. Fair? Very fair. Okay. But there yeah. is a market option here, though. You know, you could maybe make a machine in the airport that you could use to squish the people's uh, clothing so they can zip the luggage. Hey. You know? <laughs> The crusher. Your million-dollar idea. Yeah, maybe. Save on luggage fee. Pay me $5, and I'll squish your luggage to fit in the suitcase. Right. You know what? That's, that isn't that bad of an idea, really. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm surprised that we haven't seen that already. It, I mean, they've got those uh, that shrink-wrap your right. luggage for you. Yeah. But. Uh, you know, just the crusher. Put your clothes in the crusher. But, you know, that wouldn't save on weight. But at no, least it but could fit the it issue in, is the bags. Yeah, get it to fit in your overhead volume. But they've limited us so much on weight anymore. I mean, I don't think it. But not on your carry on. As uh, long as it fits in that bag, depends and, on where. You, no, depends on where you're flying. You are know? they weighing your carry ons yes. too? Because I they do on international. Uh, okay. Matter of fact, I'm getting ready to run down to the uh, Galapagos to Ecuador here in a month or so, and that's one of the things. Like your carry on can't be over. You know, like. 15 pounds or 12 pounds or something like that so does that yeah. have anything to do with the fact that you're taking a puddle jumper though from i'm not it's, oh you're no, not no you're able it, to fly. it's a regular aircraft but they still have limits okay it's more of a i think it's more of a overseas thing in the u.s they don't really seem to care but there are some international carriers that do crack down on your carry-on bags and make you weigh them and all this kind of stuff even i've even had that happen in the caribbean quite a bit too you know, even when you're you're uh, not flying a puddle jumper type of plane, so it just depends. So well, you I would imagine if you're going into Saba and having to come in in a twin otter or something yes. like that and land on the a th- little over a thousand foot runway, yeah, the pay, the weight is probably a bigger concern there. Well, yeah, exactly, and pl- and plus they're trying to nickel and dime you for every penny they can get out of you. And they don't say that we can't do it; they just say it's going to cost you. That's all for every pound you're over. But uh, anyway, I digress. That's just another reason why you want to fly private and uh, do it yourself. Whether it's Saba, world's smallest runway in the world, they say. I mean, world's smallest commercial runway. Commercial runway. That's right. Uh, but uh, but still, it's uh, something you got to take into uh, consideration for sure. All right, so we got some other news to cover you know uh i mean just plain radio we we air on radio stations across the country you can listen to the podcast and archives of past shows and all that kind of thing online we're very like social media you know friendly in that sense i guess uh but that is something you got to be careful about these days you know and old farts like dennis and myself you know sometimes we have to be reminded that what you post online is is not just about you know, work-related issues. But when it comes to being a private pilot or a commercial pilot, for that matter, you got to be careful what you put online uh, from the standpoint of not necessarily, you know, politics and things like that. I mean, who knows if that comes into play? That's a totally different discussion. But when it comes to the FAA, you got to be careful maybe or be aware that everything you post online might come back and bite you in the butt. Is that right, Dennis? Uh, I think the term they used was can and will be used against you uh-huh. in an enforcement action. Right. So they are checking social media and you like, why? Why would they care? 
Well, because if if you're doing things that you're technically not supposed to do, for instance, you know, uh, try to solicit for people to help pay for your gas or something like that. That's kind of the example they were talking about, right? Well, in, what in what the sense. FAA has done is came up with a new online training course. You know, one of the the many options that are available over at FAAsafety.gov. And they have a new course now that they developed in ha- in conjunction with AOPA, and we'll talk about it more after the break. Okay, we will. We're going to enlighten our passengers today on Just Plain Radio. Just Plain Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive. Imagine taking friends and family snorkeling, surfing, skiing, shopping, and more to exotic destinations. Imagine attending business meetings in cities far away and still making it home at night. Or just imagine exploring the wild blue yonder. Quit dreaming about it and get to it. There has never been a better time to become a private pilot. And flight training professionals in Orlando will show you how. Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is your full-service flight school. A state-of-the-art flight simulator, a fleet of the latest Cessna aircraft, and a staff of full-time seasoned flight instructors are just a few of the many reasons Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is the place to start your aviation adventure. Call 407-896-0077. That's 407-896-0077. Or go to ftpros.com. That's ftpros.com. with Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. How is it going with the plane? We managed to help someone with it, but in so doing, the engines were damaged beyond repair. You won't fly? I wish I had better news, but we'll find a way to bring you home. This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, a co-pilot. That's me along. Captain Dennis, we are your crew navigating the latest aviation news and information. Okay, so the FAA has uh, put out, is it a course about social media aspects uh, and maintaining your your private pilot certificate or what exactly, Dennis? It's actually a a course about protecting your pilot certificate. So they they produced it in conjunction with AOPA. So they they basically are, are taking a little bit different training approach instead of the the dry here, read all this and then take a test. It was actually three separate videos that were produced uh, in the hangar at uh, an air show with a couple of folks from the FAA and a couple of folks from the AOPA, kind of more of an open forum, sitting down, candid conversation type of a thing. A lot easier to digest. I think a lot more fun. Right. Um, but it was, it covered three different areas, you know, sharing expenses, being reimbursed for uh, expenses. Like if you want to fly your airplane in conjunction with your business, what can you do? Did you know that you can actually have your employer pay you back to fly your airplane? Mm. 
like the sound of you, that. Yeah, but if you're going to a trade show and you got to go bring the booth for the trade show, or you're going to go bring the you know the the swag to hand out, right? You can't do that now because Why? you're you're taking cargo. Mm. You're allowed to fly yourself, you, but if you're see, acting well, as let's not get a into courier. the logic of the whole thing, you know? Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, so, and, and that's how it is with all this kind of stuff. I mean, it, it, it's very convoluted, and you could easily find yourself violating, uh, what, what is it, part what? Uh, I think it it's 61113. Yeah, one of those parts. I don't know what the number is, but, you know, it's basically, you know, uh, y- you can't act as a courier or you can't take paying passengers uh, and, and it's kind of a gray area. Like you can't just say, Hey, Joe, come on over. I'll pay for your gas kind of thing. There's some problems well, with, uh, doing that and, and keeping it above board uh, to a certain extent. Right. What they really try to do is clarify. Um, the key word here is holding out. So you as a private pilot or even as a commercial pilot, you cannot advertise your services as a, um, air carrier. Right. But. If you called me up and said, "Hey Dennis, uh, I want I wanted you to go fly me to the eclipse," I can't do that. But I'm like, "Hey Greg, I'm going to go see my folks in San Antonio. Do you want to ride along? Uh, if you want to take a look at the eclipse, that's perfectly okay because we have a shared or common purpose. We both want to go to San Antonio. Right. But if the only reason I'm going on the trip is because you asked, right? Then no, that's and I'm like hiring aviation. you. That's that, charter. Yep. Right. That's so uh, the problematic area you get into. It's, Exactly. So these are the things that the FAA is really trying to get people to clarify and understand. What can you do? What can you be reimbursed for? What can't you be? Um, Things like that. And then how you should say it and and probably not ever say it in social media. (laughs) Because if you do make some comment about it on social media, it can then be used against you if they do come after you saying, hey, you're you're violating the rules and here's our proof. We got you on X saying, uh, hey, uh, you know, Dennis says he'll take you to go see the eclipse or something like that. You know, and so you got to be careful what you say from an aviation standpoint or, you know, a pilot and just be aware of the uh, caveats of saying it. Uh, inappropriately or in a way that could come back and bite you and filming it in the first place. You know, I think uh, Trent uh, or Trevor Jacobs, uh, when he had his engine failure and had to just skydive out of his airplane, right? Well, yeah, well, all of that was definitely proof that the FAA used for an enforcement action against him. And later the NTSB and, and on the, their charges for falsifying and interfering with an investigation. True. So, be very careful what you post online. If you want to post stuff online and you're being safe about it, there's no problem. So just keep that in mind. Right. But you're talking more of video stuff. I think that's that's more yeah. obvious. Like if you make a mistake or something happens, it can be used against you. But just what you say in a post or a tweet or whatever, that that's the part that kind of caught me in the video. Like, ooh, you better be careful, you know, what words you use and just be aware there they uh, are monitoring that and could potentially use that as uh, proof to come back and get you if you're doing something you're technically not supposed to even if you know that here's the thing it, it's such a gray area with some of those semantics on like you said how you present it and how uh, you put it out there if you use the wrong words you're opening yourself up potentially for problems you think 
Absolutely. And they made two perfect examples of that. They said, if you want to advertise that you've got a couple seats on your airplane to go on, go someplace, hey, hey, I got, I got two empty seats. Somebody want to ride up with me to Sun and Fun? Right. If I post that on our show mm-hmm. or post a tweet to it, put it up on a website, something like that, yeah. the internet, they assume, is a wide open audience of anybody. That's advertising. That's holding out. Yeah. But if I go to the local FBO or go to my bulletin board here and put a little note up and say, hey, I'm going to Sun and Fun. Anybody want to ride along? That's perfectly acceptable. Then they can ride along and share expenses with me because I'm only offering it to a limited area, a limited audience. Right. So just the people that would normally drive by that bulletin board. Yeah. And And once you you take it, uh, you eat the piece of paper. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) But generally, you know the people that you're targeting to. It's not that you're opening up to the general public. You're not advertising your services to any caller. Mm -hmm. That's that. So that that bulletin board exception is really a weird quirk in all of this, because you are technically advertising, but you're not because it's limited in scope and they allow it. Just another reason to stay off social media. (laughs) Like like we didn't already need one. Right. But I, I mean, I'm just saying that's it's those kind of things you don't really think through. You, you don't think this would create a problem for you, but it's they're warning us that hey, it it will uh, create a problem for you, and it never goes away once it's on the internet. It's there forever. So just uh, it's just something else to be you know cognizant of of, of how you're presenting yourself and and uh, reaching out to people. Uh, you know, through especially social media type of uh, things, because you use the wrong word, you could be in big trouble. So, yeah, it's just I mean, consider this our Just Plain Radio public service announcement segment of the show today. You think? Yep. Go over to FAAsafety.gov and search for the course Cost Sharing, Time Building, and Posting on Social Media. There you go. It won't take you very long. It's three YouTube videos and a test at the end. And yes, there's a test at the end. Smarter for it. There but you, you get wings credit. All right. So yeah. that'll help you with your uh, next flight review. Right. And now you know. So uh, a couple other things uh, happen in, in the world. And this is an interesting story. It kind of caught my eye from the standpoint of I didn't think they were supposed to do this. But there's a, a story about this. It's a lady. I don't know. Where did this happen? Where she uh, she was uh, chastised by the ATC controller for not uh, knowing what to do. Like she, he was accusing her of not being trained properly or something, or just didn't know what the heck was going on. And he was getting really frustrated that, uh, she just did not understand what he was trying to, you know, instruct her to do. And he finally had it and said, land your airplane. And, and, and she said, I want to go to a different airport. Nope. Land it here. I'm sick of this. I mean, that's it in a nutshell, right? Yeah. That was at the Phoenix Mesa gateway airport in Arizona. Right. And the pilot had. Well, apparently confused and disoriented while she was flying around the airport. Um, she they, she had a private pilot certificate, so she somehow passed a check ride at one point. Yeah, but but they they suspect, and we're still getting a lot of details. But it may have been a student in one of these programs from another country where English wasn't their first language. And right, but know, wait a minute, she's still supposed to be the pilot in command, isn't she the one in charge? Well, we'll talk about it next. Just Plain Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle.
Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. I can see where flying can open up a whole new world of opportunities in business, in recreation. And getting to see the kids whenever we want to. Oh, I should say. Besides, I like to fly. And so do I. Well, good. Then let's get back at it. This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, a co-pilot. That's me, Law Captain Dennis. We're your crew navigating the latest aviation news and information and just discussing, I don't know, some anecdotal type stories. Uh, this gal's in uh, Phoenix uh, flying around the airport, newly certified, I assume, and was having some issues chatting with the ATC controller, and he just had it and basically told her uh, to land because you don't know what you're doing. She goes, wait, I want to go to this other airport, my home airport. No, land here now. And uh, he, he kind of forced her to, to come down. And, and I saw this story. I was like, okay, well, I can understand if she's, you know, making things unsafe. But, but see, I had this personal experience in my flight training early on, right after I started flying solo. My first solo went around the third touch and go, and I was going to come in for a landing on the final. The ATC controller goes, uh, hey, uh, there's a plane on the runway. Could you do a uh, 360, and then you can circle around, and then you'll be back, and it'll be the time it'll be good. And you know, I'm like, yeah, okay, sure. And I'd never done that before, but, you know, it was a lady ATC controller, and I'm – I mean, you know, when a woman tells me to do something, I I usually oblige. It's just built into my my male DNA. Uh, and of course, I got lectured hard to, uh, big time because like Greg, you're the pilot in command, and we we hadn't really covered that point of the uh, flight training. <laughs> they, they didn't teach you the unable word. Yes, I guess, huh? exactly. So uh, I did it, and you know, it created an an issue. Now I I executed fine. Actually, I did the 360. Ended up going around because I didn't like the way the landing looked anyway. But then I came around, landed. Everything was fine. I was real proud of myself. My first solo and the whole thing, and. Then I cross this uh, one of the other instructors at the flight school, and they, I, I go, hey, I did it, and she goes, uh, yeah, that was a pretty interesting 360 you did there, and I'm like, um, okay, <laughs> and I was like, and then I got in, and my flight instructor was uh, his his face was beat red. He was on the phone with the tower, screaming at them. Like, how dare you tell a student pilot to do a 360? He was at like 500 feet. I don't know. It was like, it was, it was a thing. Uh, but it definitely drilled home that, uh, element that, yes, you could say unable because you're the pilot in command. And so when I saw this story about this gal in, uh, Phoenix and, and I, I, you know, read it that says the ATC controller forced her to land. Because he didn't like how she was uh, executing her her flight plan, I'm like, wait a minute, couldn't she have uh, got on the radio and say, "Hey, look, I'm the pilot in command. You can go pound sand." I don't well, know. I think if she would have had the forefight uh, to be able to do that, yeah, um, he wouldn't have had to tell her to land in the first place. Well, maybe, but she was having a difficult time complying with instructions, turning right when instead of left, and right. you know, going over the top left. of the field instead of joining the downwind, and yeah. it was, yeah, it was, I mean, pretty it was bad. a mess. Of of, yeah. of course, but but she, uh, I mean, it says something like she wanted to go back to her home airport, and he basically said, "No, you land here." 
And, yeah, uh, and and we're assuming that the reason was that they're going to make an instructor come from Falcon Field down to pick her up. Yeah, well, that's uh, why he he's clearly quoted, needed more training. He's uh, quoted in the story saying, I, it was like, uh, uh, I'm telling you, go get an instructor, have them fly you back to your home field. Don't get back in that airplane. But but so, I mean, he does, you know, was he just kind of executing his frustration or can he actually force that matter? He can't technically force that, can he? I don't believe he can actually force it, but, you know, he is controlling the airspace and he gave her, you know, uh, an order to land uh, and she complied with it. So yeah. I guess it worked. Well, but, well you know, of course she obliged, but I'm just saying, I, I don't understand, you know, just from my uh, you know perspective, just where does that, you know, uh, you know, where does it become like, look, I'm still a pilot in command. I should be able to do this. And the ATC controller, if you don't oblige by their orders, I mean, now you got to like fill out a report with the FAA, right? Because you're in violation, yeah. you, you're going to end up having an issue there. But uh, but at what point does that you know power switch, you know, from from the uh, pilot in command to the ATC controller guy? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, well, in his, you know, in his defense, he said, you've proven yourself a risk to aviation safety at this yes. time. So wow. I think he was looking at the bigger picture of, you know, he's got other uh, airplanes in the pattern. Right. And this woman cannot follow instructions, isn't turning where, you know, what, what's going to happen and could be worse. Uh, so get her on the ground. Right. And keep everybody else safe was yeah. probably the smarter answer. I, I am not saying he did anything wrong. I'm just saying, I, I'm wondering where is the line where you cross over between, okay, you've got to do what they say, and I'm the pilot in command. No, I don't like this. I'm going to do something else. You know, if, if you do something else, then you, you have to be able to make your case because you know, the FAA is going to come after you, right? Is that technically what would happen? Yeah, they, they probably would investigate in this case. But, you know, if you would just say, look, I'm exiting the Bravo, goodbye. Yeah. Yeah, that probably wouldn't go over too well, I'm guessing. Right? Probably not. Yeah. So you want to avoid those things. But, yeah, where that line is, I mean, look, we, we want everybody to get along, <laughs> of course. I mean, his frustration uh, is uh, is unfortunate. And, of course, if... She was making these kind of crazy mistakes. I mean, she had no business being in the, uh, you know, being in the airspace anyway. It sounds like she was violating a, a bunch of different things. But eh, I don't know. What do you? No, what do you? She what could is, have been overwhelmed, and you right, know, this right. could have been one of her first, you know, solo forays. Well, I'd of. hope so. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, she's let's making hope, these but, kind of mistakes. But yeah, I mean, uh, but if you think about it, how many student pilots, you know, go through all of their training and get their pilot's license, and they've probably only been to three other airports in their entire history, and that was for their long cross country. Right. Everything else was done at that field. So now maybe this woman was building time to start working for her commercial or something like that. And she left Falcon Field and went down to Mesa Gateway, which was farther away and different controllers and things are different. And, you know, uh, it was maybe a little bit overwhelming. But that, what does that tell you about how we're training this next generation of pilots and especially ones that maybe English isn't their first language? And we need to work on making sure that they understand how to communicate effectively. Yes. Well, you'd think they wouldn't be able to have their certificate if they were You'd think, but if you to listen that. to the frequencies down here in the Fort Myers area and hear all the training traffic we have, you sometimes wonder, mm, do true. they really have that checkbox? Can read and under, read, speak and understand English? 
Mm. Maybe if you're mm. of the similar persuasion, you can understand them better. But then if you get too, you know, it's like getting a country bumpkin and someone up north and uh, neither one of them can an- understand each other's dialect. You think? There's a little bit of that going on. There, there's definitely a lot of that going on. Yes. So, uh, yeah, you throw in international elements as well. It could, you know, create a communication issue. But uh, I don't know. The moral of this story is, I don't know, just don't go off on your own into unfamiliar airspace until you are definitely feeling good and comfortable and know what you're doing because you don't want to put yourself in those situations. If anything, I think, uh, you know, it'd be interesting to hear her side of the story on this. Like, uh, okay, what'd you learn from this? Like, I'm never going to do it again, or I got to go back to the drawing board and get more comfortable and get more time at uh, my home airport before I start flying on on real trips and things. I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Maybe flying with that instructor back might be the best thing for her because now she has an opportunity to experience, you know, different airports and get some additional training and figure out where she's lacking and be able to ask those questions. Right. Yeah. Hopefully that didn't uh, turn her off to flying altogether. I mean, because it, it would be fairly traumatic to get lectured from the ATC person like that, wouldn't it? Oh, I don't know. Here in Fort Myers, it's a daily occurrence, actually. And it's actually gotten to the point now where our uh, congressman, uh, Brian Donalds, actually wrote a letter to the FAA specifically calling out uh, Fort Myers Page Field and how the uh, the antiquated air traffic control towers of great concern. The tower controllers are overwhelmed in many cases. Uh, we have only a single guy. So. They need more people. It only takes one pilot to set them off. So maybe they need a little relief. So let that be a warning to them, maybe. And on that note, we'll wrap it up for this week. Till next time, remember, there's no better high than learning to fly. Just Plane Radio is brought to you by JustPlaneRadio.com. I say we take off and nuke the entire site from Morbid. Your aviation resource on the information super skyway. It's the only way to be sure. Just Plane Radio is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated. But just plain wrong. Remember, you can listen live or to archives of past shows worldwide over the internet at JustPlaneRadio.com. I'm going to leave my people up to the radio tower. So tell a friend and take off every week with Just Plane Radio. And I'm going to make a call. The show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. <laughs> Listen up, everybody. I have some news. The opinions you just heard on Just Plane Radio are those of the hosts, callers, and guests. We are screwed. They are not necessarily those of any station or network, its management or advertisers. A little too far across the line. There are many factors to consider before learning to fly. What is your problem? So make sure you do your own research and get the proper instruction before your exploration into aviation. Thank you very much, sir. Have any questions or comments? Feel free to do so via the web at JustPlaneRadio.com. 